0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: We wanted to talk about the fourth line, and, and it goes back to a conversation that we had about what what should they be trying out before the trade deadline to see what they have for internal options. And we put the poll out. And two people's credit some people wrote in brazo as an option and explained okay this is he's a bigger body he can do kind of some of the things the bruins look like they need he can be physical um and then we we saw Richard's speed so we we see these two call-ups and it wasn't any of the guys that we list it wasn't Beecher. it wasn't lysell it wasn't Merkulov. um the answer was other <laughs> i guess so brazo comes up uh, scene gets waved and cleared. He cleared waivers. Um, so now he's back with Providence and Lauko gets sat. So what it does is really, it, it sparked that fourth line. I think it gave it, it energy. Like all of a sudden it was, it felt fresh again. It didn't feel stagnant because you, you throw two guys on that line. Plus Boquist who are all fighting to be in the NHL. And it just feels a little bit different. Like you you immediately saw them go to work and get things done. Boquist scored the first goal. He's looking more confident. Um, And like Scott mentioned, they have played individually together at different times. Um, So it's not there. They're a hundred percent unfamiliar with each other. And so far so good really with, with those moves. I don't think the lineup missed Lauco too much. uh, And, Steen, basically what coach said about Steen uh, when we talked to him before the game uh, with Dallas was basically he did everything he could do, which is kind of like to say like he did exactly the amount that like he did his best, but it probably isn't enough to, to keep him around. It's not really, you know. It, it kind of it was like a backhanded compliment kind of like it felt like a compliment but then when you think about it it was like okay no he his best wasn't good enough to keep on on the roster
2: yeah i mean he had he had one point in 34 games like it's you can only roll with that for so long before you have to make a change so um by the way bruins might need another body because we don't know if they're completely healthy up front as they hit the road um Lauko was dealing with an upper body injury uh Montgomery didn't specifically say if he could have played Monday or not um he was initially listed as questionable and then Anthony Richard also took a slap shot off the foot that looked very painful and he was he was a little bit in and out the rest of the game he did take shifts after that but I don't know if it was quite regular playing time yeah he Um, went
1: down the tunnel early yeah early third period and came back with like two minutes left it, but then he took it an, uh, an overtime shift that was an interesting uh turn of events it was like him and both was out there together or something like that and I
3: yeah
2: think- so we'll you know we'll have to see if they if they announce another call up either Tuesday or Wednesday um or you know what exactly the status those guys are but um yeah, I mean, the fourth line as a whole, though, like, obviously they had to try something, and now you're you're at this combination of Richard, Bogvist, Brazo, where you've got the speed with two of the guys, and Bogvist and Richard, and you saw that play a factor Monday on on the Bruins' first goal, where that that's all speed. McAvoy starts the transition, Richard down the wing, and then Bogvist just flying up the middle gets behind the defense and makes makes a really nice play to settle the pass and then take it to his forehand for the finish uh and then brezzo is as the big body um you know and you saw him getting to the net front you saw what he can do there so you know i obviously continue with that until it stops working assuming you know assuming richard's able to to continue to play but um yeah you know i I don't know if like that's going to stick as the fourth line, the rest of the season, or if you trust that as your fourth line, in the playoffs, there's, there's a reason that all three of those guys were in Providence much of the season. There's a reason none of them made your team, you know, out of training camp, but it looked good on Monday. And I thought Richard and Bogus played pre- pretty well on Saturday too. Richard got his first goal as a Bruin in that game. So try it until they give you a reason to, not to use it, try it until they, you know, give you a reason to change it. You know, yeah, what? they, I would they, they
1: all have a goal th- in the last two games.
3: I, I liked, uh, I liked Richard. Um, I do. I like his game, but you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing honestly as as a bottom six combination at some point. And I'm not even talking in the playoffs. I'm just saying at some point to see what it would look like. I would like to see a third line of high of, um, Frederick, Geeky, and Lysel maybe, and a fourth line of Beecher, centering Brazo and Heinen. I mean, I, I I think there's size on that fourth line, and you have NHL savvy and veteran leadership in Heinen and steadiness. And then that third line, you have size with a little bit of flash. I just think like, again, the the the. While on this podcast, we under, we all agree that like, yes, the regular season matters to to collect points to make the playoffs. But it's about how you're playing when you get to the playoffs. Because the, the the one benefit, the the major benefit to the Bruins being so high in the standings is they do have maybe not against Florida cushion, but they have playoff cushion. I think they should use this time to 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 try and see what other combinations they have because. They're not going to fall out of the playoffs. So, what do you guys think about a combination of that in the bottom six potentially?
2: Yeah, I, I I would like to see. I would still like to see Lysel get a chance at some point. And if he keeps playing the way he's been playing in Providence, at some point it becomes a situation where it's almost like you you have to give him a look just because he's he's earned it and you want to reward guys just like they have rewarded Brazo and Richard recently. It's like. Part of that is, yes, you have to change things up and try something else in your bottom six. Part of it is those guys earned it and, and you want to reward them. Um, but I would say the same thing remains true. Like, there's still, you know, there's still jobs up for grabs in, in that bottom six. Like, not, nothing's settled yet. You know, like I just said, like, roll with this fourth line until until they have a bad game or two. But I don't expect this combination to just, like, stay together now to the finish line. So I think there's going to be opportunities to give some other guys a chance. So Lysel to me would be next on that list. Um, You know, we'll see if the Bruins agree, obviously he brings something different, right? He's he's more skilled. So he's not going to be in on the fourth line. You're, you're moving him up. Like you said, probably on the third line to start. Um, But yeah, I, I would like to see that. Um, And with Brezzo too, you know the question with him for a long time has been is his skating nhl level and i think there's going to be times where we see that come up as an issue and it'll just be a matter of whether the other good stuff outweighs it you know nhl debut first game goal it's very easy to focus in on the positives and and kind of be you know like whoa, diamond in the rough you know look look what the bruins just found and it's like all right, let's give it a few games that there's going to be stuff that comes up where you're going to be like, Oh, that's why maybe he didn't get a chance before this. So um, we'll see, but obviously an encouraging start for Brissett.
1: Yeah. And, and I was going to say coach said, and I'm trying to look up how many pounds he says he lost, but he said he like his skating is he's getting better and better as he's put the work in because he's worked his ass off to, to get down to a certain weight and, um, and I'm trying to, f- I can't find it right now, but, um, yeah, it was also, about-
2: Bri- yeah, also Brazil's not much of a fighter, which I know some people, you know, on social media, like looked up and kind of shared yesterday. Um, but people should also be aware of that. Cause I think people see six foot five fourth liner and think like, oh, super tough guy is going to, you know, pound the snot out of, out of everyone. He he hasn't been much of a fighter, so don't don't expect that.
3: No, but what I what I thought when I when I saw his size is I saw puck protection down low, and I and I mm-hmm. saw I saw winning board battles in the corners and in front of the net. Those are the things that win you playoff series. And you know when I bring up that potential fourth line of Beecher, Brazo, and Heinen, I see again would have to see it right to believe it and, and see if it me if if it could be a, a strong combination. But I see size, speed, physicality, and face-off production out of Beecher when he's on his game. So if that line's out there and, and you're you're winning a lot of face-offs and you're you're starting off your shifts with possession, that's a strong suit. I see obviously the size and and, and puck protection and, and ability to to be physical with Brazo, and then I see Danton Heinen, who again just mr professional like you know just like steady eddie down there in the fourth line and and just would really calm things down i could see that fourth line causing problems for teams in a playoff series i think admittedly have to see more from brazo to anoint him to this spot again to your point scott one game is not enough but all you could do so far is the one game right and he showed believe it or not here's the here's the reality Brazo showed more in more one game than Loco and Steen showed in the combined 60, you know, games this year, 70 games this year. So that's the reality of the situation. One game scoring is more than, you know, Steen's done all year. Um, and he
1: almost scored twice.
3: Yeah. And, and and Richard too. Richard has produced in the last couple of games too. I know we mentioned him too. And I don't mean to discard him and just toss him as a 13th forward. I, I, I want Richard around maybe too until he – and so Scott, to your point about like letting that fourth line play until they have a bad game, I, I understand that. Um, but I I, I don't know. I, I that fourth line combination I mentioned to me, I want to see that with a, a live cell call up just to see if he can do anything in the third line. Um, but I but you know, f- playoff series are all about depth, and I just think I think the Bruins would be very wise if the Bruins top lines. Are going to be relied on David Pack. So the Bruins rely on David Pasternak and Brad Martian on their respective lines. A lot of these top contending teams have a couple of elite players on each of their top two lines, whereas the Bruins have one elite player per their top two lines. The point I'm trying to illustrate here is I don't know if when, when it comes to the playoffs, I'm not so sure the Bruins' top two lines are going to overpower other playoff teams' top two lines because where they might not have a David Pasternak. They might have an Austin Matthews and a Mitch Marner and like, like they might have a little bit more firepower in the front lines. So I think the Bruins would be really wise to make sure that their bottom two lines are where they could win playoff series. And I think that tinkering with some of these combinations will help you see what the best options could be.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: Well, if that's their strategy, there's they're still in my opinion, the bottom six is not gonna currently as currently constituted. Um, we haven't seen a whole lot, like we haven't seen enough to think that they could win a playoff series for for Boston. And yeah. and that's not to to like take anything away from Trent Frederick or Morgan Geeky, but they are probably the the two bright spots in the bottom six. And then but it's about finding the rest of it, like finding the fourth yeah. line of of guys that can play together be offensive but also like you said Brian uh be good possession guys and 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 not be liabilities and that was like the I think that was the very first thing Montgomery said when when asked about like what does Brazil bring and he said puck possession and and mm-hmm. being heavy down low were the two first things that he said um and those are very important and that is exactly what we've been talking about over the last few weeks like is there someone in providence that can do that stuff better than lauko and, and Steen? and you know we saw that he in a one game sample size which is small um that the answer was yes um and it looks promising for the future so in terms of like picking the right call up as of right now it looks like this is actually like has a decent hope of being a solution for them in in the bottom 6 and then maybe we're not talking about Adding Pat Maroon, or maybe we are because maybe it's still like, all right, he's going to come cheap, and we still need a veteran. Like you could add that too, but at least it it, it does short term give you an opportunity to look at options before you you are deciding about trade deadline stuff. Um, and I don't know, I'm optimistic about it, really. Um, when I when I think about how that line looked yesterday, it actually like the entertainment value was higher, um, and obviously the the drive for those guys is different than like people who have been in the lineup for a while, because it's, it's brand new. It's, I have a chance to prove myself and he did. So um, if he takes that mentality for the next few games or however long he gets a look, he's going to be successful, I think. And, and hopefully that, that maybe could be contagious to that line um, and, and bring them more success.
2: Yeah. And I want to make sure like, let's not at all downplay having Frederick geeky and I'll throw Heinen in there too in your bottom six, because I I know I I did this a little bit the last podcast, but like, I don't, there's probably not really any team that feels great about their bottom six there. Everyone is lacking depth because the salary cap has barely gone up in four years. Teams have not been able to keep guys. So everyone is either, young players who maybe aren't quite NHL ready or veterans bouncing around on cheap deals. And the Bruins have found the veterans who have actually produced with, you know, Van Reamsdike and Heinen. Um, You know, I think, I think there's a lot of even contenders who would be thrilled to have a Trent Frederick on their third line. Um, You know, the the, like the team you face yesterday, Dallas, they might be one team that might be, that probably is a little deeper than you up front. But they haven't had the high end production. Like Jason Robertson is who you'd look at as like, oh, that's their high end forward. Well, he's having a little bit of a down year, so he's he's not posternock right now. Um, you know, Vancouver would probably be another that feels really good about their third line. Um, but there, there's not a lot of those teams though. Like I don't, I don't think Tampa is one of them. I don't think Florida is. I don't think Toronto is. Colorado is definitely looking to upgrade their middle six like everyone's kind of dealing with a lot of the same problems
1: Well, if you think about it like and that's why I qualified it in the beginning of what I started to say that Frederick and geeky are are definitely not people that you're concerned about in in those roles because those Frederick has outperformed his previous seasons geeky has been solid um those two can can score um, they're smart players. Um, and, and even, uh, like Van Riemsdijk has been in the bottom six at times. And that's somebody that you would say, okay, if that's our bottom six, like we're, we're looking pretty good. It's just been about when we say bottom six, honestly, more, more often than not, we're talking about the fourth line. So like, we don't even need to necessarily drag those guys into it when obviously they're it's, it's important to talk about them as well, but the real issues they were having was. Uh, that fourth line wasn't really doing much of anything.
3: So um. well, every time, every time they roll out Steen and Loco, it's a waste of a game. And 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 I don't mean that disrespectfully. It's like they're not it. Like they're not it. Oscar Steen is not it. And and you know, obviously the Bruins wave him and I, and they send him to Providence. In my opinion, it's like I don't know why it took him so long. And and but to, to to your point, Scott. Like yeah, other contenders. Like they would probably want a better bottom six. And that's why I think like it's, that's where the Bruins could really gain an advantage over some of these teams. And, and maybe it's that the players in Providence that they call up, maybe they're not, maybe it turns out they're just not good enough. Maybe the Bruins system between Pro- Boston and Providence, maybe they don't have enough to, to win the Stanley cup uh, by having a great bottom six, but you got to find out cause you know, it's not seen and you know, it's not loco. And I just, I'm. Re- I was really encouraged by the by the Brazo signing, um, and I just feel like, I just feel there's a ton of. I am optimistic too, Bridget. Like I, I think that there is. A, there's a ceiling, I think, for this for this Bruins team that is, that's untapped right now because, the Bruins for whatever reason they're unwilling to to give you know, a a, a Mercurio for a Lysel an extended third line look. Like put, like I said, put Heinen down on the fourth line, like that's and 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 Brazo and Beecher, like that's a that's a big body fourth line with some NHL experience and Heinen, and see if you can get get something out of a life seller, Murkylav on a third line with Geeky and Frederick, and, and 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 find that out now because if you don't think it's if you try those lines out or something like that, and you don't find that they're good enough. Bridget, it to your point. Okay, fine. Maybe we're just not good enough. But let's see if there's something else out there on the on, on the uh, externally. And every game they just kept rolling out Steen and Lauko. Steen and Lauko, It's like, guys, for Christ's sakes, can we? Like, this is not it. They're not helping the team right now, and it's not helping you find out what you need to address because you you are not giving internal options opportunities either. So I'm glad to see Brazo get an opportunity. Hopefully that uh, there's more there's more looks to come. Because again, when you're when you have this lead in the standings, I again not over Florida. But when you have this playoff cushion that they have, the Bruins are making the playoffs. They're not, not making the playoffs. And to me, again, we learned last year, uh, it doesn't matter if you go in as the first seed or the eighth seed. Go in, play in the right way. And for me, for my money, the Bruins' priority for the rest of the season shouldn't be let's finish as high in the standings as possible. It should be let's find the best grouping of players as possible and, and to, to play the best way that we can. Hopefully that leads to success in the meantime, right? But that's that's what I want to see. I want to see the best Bruins roster they can put out there. And it starts with giving guys looks in the bottom six. It just does. Your top six is your top six. Coil, Zaka, those are your guys. Marshan, Bergeron, Van Dyke, DeBras. That's your top six.
1: Did you just say Bergeron?
3: What, what did I say?
1: You said oh, Bergeron.
3: I, oh, boy. Wishful thinking. <laughs> I've got
1: to stop you there because I uh, do you know I was, something I don't know. Like, 20, did he inside of here?
3: <laughs> insider, no. Twenty years of saying it. No, <laughs> I I want to say it again. G-Bershan. Oil, oil, Zaka, martian Pashnak, JVR, DeBrusque. Right now, yes. that's your top six. Maybe you add somebody to the deadline. Maybe you don't. But their focus right now, in my opinion, should be tinkering with some of these fourth, third, and fourth line combinations. And I think. I really think I'm onto something by putting Heinle on the fourth line. He can play anywhere, sure. But I just think that Heinle on the fourth line opens up a spot in that third line and see if a young kid can run with it. I mean, who's the kid in in Dallas, Scott? Wyatt Johnson? I mean, not to harp on it, and it's on Apples, but, you know, selected two picks after Fabian Lysel. He's been in the league for, you know, two years now. He's, he's one of Dallas's better scores. And it's like, here we are scratching and clawing to see if we can get Fabian Lysell one NHL game for Christ's sake. And he's playing well. So I don't know. That's if, if, if I'll shut up, if I see them do that, like one way or the other, I just, that that's, that's the one thing I want to see. Cause regular season NHL hockey, as we know, if there's ups and there's downs I, the Bruins, Getting, you know, two points here and there is not as important to me as finding out the best combination of players that they have. And I guess I'll leave it at that for now.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.